Blog Talk Radio.
With your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are live, 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 all six locations. Memos is in. All six locations is ready to go to receive you within 70 miles. Of any one of the six anointed ministry, give us a call at 224-600-5579 and where you're located at. We'll see what we can get you there. And number one thing, always come with past Temple Bible, big ears, a little mouth, because we bring out information that have been hid from your eyes. So, Yahweh, be with y'all. This is the bottom part of the Saturday. We'll be going to sunset. All right, so we're going to open up inside of Cap 1 with the young lions and, and we look right down at Luke chapter 12, verse 12. And we'll see if we get something going on. We, we do want to kind of take a look at some things that we left off. So, we got. Basically, we missed out the broadcast last night of the things that we brought to the table that the big dignitaries didn't like it through the precept. But one thing about it, a lot of things you're not going to like, but you're not going to like what Yahweh is going to do in the end, and that's what we're trying to save your life from, as those that got ear to hear. Luke. Chapter 12, verse 12, let's get some going on there, young man. Live in camp, one, two, three, four, five, six, ready to go, come on. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit to teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Yeah, and I believe that. Uh, give, me, give me one of the more microphones over there. I might want to have one of the other ones. So we'll see how it's somebody's mic.
7, verse 6 reads. St. John chapter 7, verse 6. Then Yahweh said unto them, My time is not yet come, for right. your time is always ready. And see, and, 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 and that's to keep us on pins and needles. Yo, he said he knew his time, but you don't know your time. Your time is always ready, and we'll get a case in point about the time of being ready. In um, Luke chapter 12, verse 16 to 21, and 30 and 31, there, young know, line. Let's get a case in point about your time is always ready. Let's get a case in point there. Come on, young know, line. Luke 12, 16 and 21, 30 and 31, let's see what it says. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 16 to 21, and 30 to 31. Mm-hmm. Luke chapter 12, verse 16 reads, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plenty. Verse 17, And he thought within himself. Hey, what, what did he do? And he thought within himself. He, oh, he thought within himself, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. Saying, what, what shall I do? Because I have no room what has to be sold my fruit? Oh, what? What shall I do? Cause I'm, I'm gain everything. I'm looking. I'm skinning and grinning. The boss don't gave me a knife. Uh, grave. I'm skinning and grinning. I'm looking good. Go ahead and read. Yeah. Verse 18. Right. And he said, what is "This what I do." Oh, so now it's mine. Get ready to start talking for him. He said, "This what I do." What do he say you do? I will pull down my barns. He said, I'm going to pull these barns down, I guess. And build greater. And I'm going I'm to be, be a greater. Greg. And then will I be sold all my fruits. And, and I'm going to put everything right there. Go ahead. And my goods. Yep. Verse 19. And I will say to my soul. What are you going to say to his soul? So you have much good. So you got much good, so. Laid up for many years. And you, and you got enough stuff for many years, so. And take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He's now, he's now all the plans that you're going to do, just eat, drink, and be merry. Go ahead. Verse 20. What? But Yahweh said unto him. But Yahweh said unto him, what? You fool. What, what do you call it? You fool. Go ahead and read. This night. Your soul should be quiet of you. He said, he said, this night, guess what? You are uh, those that have done all in the world. You got it all skinning and grinning. He said, you know what? But this night, I'm going to kill you. Go ahead, read. Then those, should those things be? Mm-hmm. Would you have for bite? He said, all that double time, triple time you did for the world. You got your boss real happy. You have done all you can to keep, make sure I pay my bills on time. I everything on time. I get, oh, so you will satisfied with the bill collector. Go ahead and read. Verse 21. Right. So indeed they laid up treasure for himself. Uh-huh. It's not rich towards Yahweh. See, that's one of the greatest mystery in teaching. We have to make sure we rich in our mighty ones. Yeah, well, you got to make sure that you, that car that you put in that, in that little um, ATM, it don't come back insufficient bond. You got to buy 
through the precepts. He's the leader of something, and we'll help you out by saying it's in Isaiah. So he is a leader in something. Now, I want y'all to get those fear out, because he is a leader in something that we can read. Now, who will have those fear out in the book of Isaiah and tell those and the national audience this man we deal with, he is a leader. Leader of what? What do you see the leader of that we need to find out? We need to find out what is, what is he a leader of. So, we're going to find what is he a leader of. So, we can find out he's a leader. But can y'all get those things out? What is he a leader of in the Bible study class? So we want to understand one thing. It ain't about how many steps you go out. It's about being clear about what he, what he is the leader of. So in the book of Isaiah, it tells of something, young man, that he is the leader of something. You know, somebody in class have to say out on what he is the leader of. He's the leader of something. If we want to read, we want to get a verse that ties him in to be the leader of something. A, 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 mother, a mother read on Daniel 2.16 to get, to get some on the table for a minute. But he is the leader of something. But mother, mother Eve, look at Daniel 2.16. Then we'll find out what he is the leader of after Mother read 2.16. Daniel 2.16. The book of Daniel, chapter 2, verse 16. Uh-huh. Then Daniel went in uh-huh. and desired of the king what? that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. Uh-huh. So the young lies said, don't say, but give me time, say, we'll, we'll find out what he's the king of by using the book of Isaiah. So go ahead and move on, see, because if you give us time, we're going to focus in on what he is the leader of out of the book of Isaiah. So we're going to, so the young lion asks for time, mother, so he asks for time, so we'll give him some time to find out what, he, what is he the leader of that we can read. All right, good enough. So let's run back to some end time prophecy while, they, while the young lions find out in the book of Isaiah what is they the leader of. Hey, Mom, let's run to the book of Micah chapter 4, and we'll look at verse 7. Micah chapter 4, verse 7. Micah, chapter four. We're gonna look. We're gonna look into the future, like Nebuchadnezzar said with his paganism. He said he's gonna look into the little. So we're gonna look into the future for a minute. And in Micah chapter four, mother, can you have those see out in Matthew four? 
Michael, 4 verse 7. Oh. 
raise them up. Now, once I get them on their feet, now, what's next? Against our sons. Oh, against our sons who? Oh, Greece. Oh, Greece. Oh, Greece. That's Esau. So I got to raise up. I got to raise up Judah and northern kingdom, Israel. They got to get on their feet. And when they get on their feet, who is they going against? Greece. Greece. And that's another name for Esau and his So he's going to go. They're going to take care of Esau and his five sons. And? And maybe as the sword of a mighty man. Oh, they're going to make the children of Judah and Israel, they're going to be and made a sword like a what? A mighty man. A mighty man. Now, what else got to happen in verse 14? And Yahweh shall be seen over them. Oh, so Yahweh got to be seen. For this to happen, you got to make sure you got your Yahweh right. So Yahweh got to be seen over you. See, this don't happen until it's not you come together and you leave Yahweh behind and got all everything he got on the table. No, no, no. You, you got to you got to have who, who seen over you? Yahweh. Yahweh got to be seen over, over you. Go ahead. And and his arrows and his arrows shall go forth. Yeah. So then Yahweh, so then Yahweh can really get at everybody to get at. Then he can go and pour out his plague on the nation. His arrows gonna go forth. Go ahead. And the uh, Yahweh, Yahweh shall blow the trumpet. We we got a whole lot of need out of that. And Yahweh gonna blow the trumpet. And shall go with the whirlwind of the south. Oh, he's going with the whirlwind of the south. Wait a minute. The whirlwind of the south. Again, that's back to Judah. So Judah, Yahweh got to be seen over you, Judah. And so you have to do something. That you have to start doing some things to get Yahweh to put his prophecy to unfold itself, Judah. Let's see what you got to do, uh, Brother Micaiah. What is it you got to do in the 56th chapter, verse 1, 2, and 3 of Isaiah? So what got to remember? You want Yahweh to be seen over you? Maybe some things you got to do, just like you do on any job or anywhere you go. Don't you have to make everybody happy to get, to get a paycheck? Maybe we got to start thinking out, well, wait a minute. If we want this man to be seen over us, maybe we got to do the same thing we do to our bosses, make them happy to get our paycheck, right? Let's see what we can read by going to Isaiah 56, verse 3, 6 and 8 there. Brother Micaiah, we're going to Isaiah 56, verse 3, 6 and 8. What does it say? The book of Isaiah, chapter 56, yes. verse 3, 3, 6, and verse 8. 3, 6, and 8. The book of Isaiah, chapter 56, verse 3 reads, Neither let the son of the stranger that have joined himself to Yahweh speak saying, 
For Yahweh has utterly separated me from his people. He said, start letting the strangers, start letting other people tell you what he on did. He said, stop that. Stop letting other people tell you that when the stranger come among you, well, say he separated you, he don't separate you from him. Stop letting them tell you that. Go ahead and read. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. Verse number six. Also the sons of the stranger, they joined themselves to the Yahweh to serve him, and to love the name of the Yahweh, to be his servant. Everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and taketh hold of my covenant. Verse eight. The Yahweh, Yahweh which gathered the outcasts of Israel says, Yet will I gather others to him, besides those that are gathered unto him. He said he's going to gather others, and don't let the stranger tell you that, that we ain't got to serve him the way the Bible says. Now, the stranger got a double meaning to it. The stranger, can be, the stranger got a double meaning to it. But we're going to take care of this double meaning on what stranger that joined to him that he's talking about. We got to find out. Um, got the precept too, so. You got a precept there? Well, they put that one earlier. Speak with the king. Huh? Put one of the king who will rule over Israel. Okay. We got that precept on the table. Okay, bring it up. All right, we're going to Isaiah chapter 44. Isaiah 44. Verse 6. Isaiah 44, verse 6. Book of Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6 reads. Thus says the Yahweh, the king of Israel, and his redeemer, the Yahweh of hope. I am the first and I am the last. And besides me, there is no Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that, that is one, but that, that, that ain't uh, one yet. I mean, yeah, he is the first and he's the last. But the question was, what was the question back that we were talking about? Who's the leader of Israel? No, uh, yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah, it, it was said that, but um, I was supposed to more to that. You know, I mean, you can, I mean, you can throw that out on the national audience and they'll, and they'll love it. Think about that ain't the number one. That ain't the number one out of Isaiah. All right. Mm-hmm. But like I said, again, you know, sometimes you can just drop some on the table. Yeah. But if you want the number one out. Yahweh, your Yahweh, 
and for the righteous one of Israel. For he, excuse, for he has glorified you. Verse 4. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people.
Yahweh working with you. Anybody can just throw out a hundred, two hundred scriptures. That ain't nothing. But when you hear a small, still voice to show you how to precept something and tie it in, that's when we know that the, the right steps is applied. Hebrews chapter 12.
Because if you try to serve him some other way, according to Kim Wan, that makes you a what, Mother? A thief and a robber. See, that's one thing you can't do. You can't, uh, he'll cut all the pigment out, and he'll get his fears to show you what he says is written in his Bible. You got to look at this Bible and see where you stand with this Bible. Are you a thief and a rock? What, how you define that word? Coming up some other way. Because then what he says about the thief and the robber of Mother Eve, skip down to verse number eight. He's still, he's still, he's still talking. Matter of fact, think of verse seven. He's still talking. He explained to his disciples and followers. He, he had a conversation with them. Verse number seven, come on. Thank you, John chapter 10, verse 7. Then said Yahweh unto them. What did he say? Again, truly, truly, I say unto you. What? I am the door of the sheep. He said, I'm the door. He told him the door he's talking about. He said, I'm the door. But we find out this man is not on the door. He's the leader. He's the commander of the people. He's the captain. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the first, he's the last. All things were created by him. All things will consist of him. This man carried a whole lot of power. You mean you want to get him right? This is what power this man is carrying. So this man telling you that, that I am the door of the sheep. And that's what we're reading. I am the door of the sheep. That's big talk. Now, mother, see, we got to get a precept on that. About being the door of the sheep. He says, I am the door of the sheep. Now, I want to go to the book of Isaiah and find out. What do you mean? Can't take nothing for granted. What do you mean? What do you mean by he the door of the sheep? What do you mean that we can read in the book of Isaiah about that question about him being the door of the sheep? Now, we're going to have to pull out that verse in Isaiah about he's saying that he is the door we find out even how the door he's from. The first and the last, and everything exists through him. We're going to find out a whole lot of things about this guy. But now we're going to find out that he's a door of the sheep. Now, what's that supposed to mean that we can read in the book of
do what the young lion read. He just finished it all up. A colonel lion is not going to understand that. They just, they, they'll tell you what we just read our Bible from top to bottom. Okay, good. You all just got me read it uh, five or six times. Okay, I mean, you, you, you are thought in this Bible. Yes. Then when, when, then who? He said, I am a door of, of the sheep. What's that name, uh, Mother Z? In 50 verse 17. One line across the top. One line across the top. I, I, I bet you read this verse by verse, chapter by chapter, you would never got to this. Unless you preach up your Bible. Jeremiah 50 verse 17. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 17. Verse 17. Mm-hmm. Israel is a scattered sheep. Israel is a scattered sheep. So when he says he's dumb, I'm the door to the sheep. I could have just put in, I am the door to Israel. I am the door of the Israelites. Can I, can I put that in there, Mother? If, but I, but I got to have 50 verse 17. Now, I just can't say this if I can't get to 50 verse 17. Mm-hmm. See, you just can't say something like a, a wonderful mother to say, Yahweh the Son. I say, yeah, you Say that boldly, y'all some, but what can you pick him up on that side of the book? Now you stuck, see? Now you now your jaw tight, now you mad. I had to ask you a question. You can't use things unless you got your big stick prepared to precept it. Don't say it, but somebody may ask you well, where you get that from. You gotta go and get it. Now precept that down to fifteen twenty four model. See? Y'all what I'm asking you. Now, once you got your double precept of one, two, you can go about your business. So now you can put in what you want to put in in verse number seven. Because you got Jeremiah 50, 17 waiting on you, and then you tied it all in, and 15, 24 of Matthew. What does it say, Mother? Matthew chapter 15, verse 24. Yeah, what does it say? Verse 24, right. but he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the family of Israel. You see that? So now we know exactly what's going on by you, by he called you a thief to come from another way. He talked to a Pacific people, the children of Israel. That's the sheep he's talking to. Letting you know you can't come up for me to be seen over you. You got to come the way I tell you to come that you can read. Now come on back in, in verse 8. Come on back to your mother in verse 8. 10 verse 8. So now we know right now, you know, we could have read this verse by saying in 10 verse 7. Then then said Yahweh unto them again. Early, early I said unto you, I am the door of the children of Israel. But they're going to be seeing sheep there. So they're going to be all excited. So now then you drop your two precepts on them and shut them down. Now come on back again, uh, young lion, back into that one, eight, six through nine, and two, 12 through 14 of 1 Corinthians. Now, come on back. Now, the reason why we're saying these 
children of Israel from toe to the top of their head in the word of Yahweh. Because but you gotta be clear about these things that's written in Romans chapter eight, verse six through nine, what it says. Romans chapter 8. Uh, you want me to, uh, I'll pick up that 6 through 9. We've been gone a long time. We know their attention span that I've got away from them because they get excited around the international side. They get excited so we can go back over it and, and get them caught up. Then what he says here in Romans chapter 8, 6 through 9. The book of Romans chapter 8, verse 6 through 9. Romans chapter 8, verse 6 read. What? But to be currently minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against Yahweh, but it's not subject to the law of Yahweh. See, the carnal mind is not subject to the law of Yahweh. The carnal mind is not going to do the law. He's going to club another way. The carnal mind is not going to do the law. So when you say I'm not, not doing the law, you have to cut a, a carnal mind. Now, Moses, when we precept that law and 40 verse 8, can you see out in Isaiah 40 verse 8? What about this law? What about this law, Moses? Can you help those see out about this law and 40 verse 8 of Isaiah? Always find a fear to, to seal a deal, and once he unsealed that deal, you can go in the way you want to go now. But what did Sarah wrote that was told for him to write in 40 verse 8? Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8, verse 8. The grass withers, yes. the flowers fade, yes. but the word of Yahweh. But the word of Abu Yahweh shall stand forever. Now you see what he used the way he said a word, right? Right. He said, now what do that word mean when you go to Isaiah 300, I mean some 300 years prior to that? So he could have put this word there. He put the, the word going to stand forever 300 years later, but 300 years prior to that, it wasn't the word endure forever. It was another word there, mother, and Psalm 40, verse 8. So he could have put either or there, and what endure forever is Psalm 40, verse 8. What is it, mother? Psalm 40, verse 8? Yeah. So he could have went either way. Because when you read his word, it is his what? 40, verse 8. The grass with us. You in Psalms now, Mo. Now you in Psalms 40, verse 8. Oh, Psalms 40. Yeah, now you in Psalms. So you could have you went either way. See, this, it, when Bible study class, you go either way, you make them wake up. And you throw either word and they say, well, that's not word in there. And then you go back over there and say, yes, it is there. Because you pulled that 300 years prior to what David had already said about angels. See, that's when you got it. Oops. They say, oops. 40 verse 8 comes 300 years prior to what Isaiah said. It was already said, but he didn't use the word called the word and do it forever. What did he use? Psalms chapter 40, verse 8. Uh-huh. Verse 8. What? I delight to do thy will, O, o my Yahweh. Yeah. Yea, 
Thy law is within my mind. So, so, either one can use what word? In Isaiah, they used the word law, but he could have put what there? The will. And in Psalm 40, verse 8, what word is there? The word. The word can be read there. Which the so his word is his law. That's right. His word that you read that gonna do it forever is his law. When he's speaking to you, he tell you, I'm a I'm a hard man. If you're gonna get me right, you must do my law. Which is my word. That is endure forever. There ain't no cameo about this right here. It ain't no afterthought. Do the man's will, which is his law. So one day you might need it. One day you might say, oh, I'll well, show sure need you now. Yeah. When I need you to make sure you're doing my will, what, 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 what would you want? Well, you know, I had uh, something else to do. I got something else to do, too. So he's going to count out everything you're saying. That's how he compiled them all in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He let them get on out there, then he compiled them. He let them step on the table and say, yeah, I need you now, okay. Well, then what's, what's, what is your record? What's your record? Oh, you need me now. Hallelujah. Well, my record's kind of sharp, because I'm going to be a little sharp, too. <laughs> See? That's how it's going to happen. We tell you up front how it's going to happen. So you got to know how these words the way the Bible tells you to do it, because the carnal mind is not going to, and we left off that And then Romans, where you at? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm at uh, Romans chapter 8. Okay, I'm at uh, verse 7. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Verse 7, Romans chapter 8, verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enemy against Yahweh, but it is not subject to the law of Yahweh. Or it's not subject to what? The word. The word. The word. It's not subject to the word of Yahweh. The kind of mind is from they don't want to hear the word of Yahweh. They won't pick and choose the part they won't do out of his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They a kind of gonna do that. They're gonna come another way on his word. His word just remember this father. We thought this man is a hard man. Now, give me that verse and Luke. What's another word for hard work? You go to Luke now, young man. I'll tell you. Yeah. Another word for being a hard man. Now, we got to have a hard man. Now we're going to Luke and find out what he might hear it this way. And then you know you got to come back with it. And Luke. Yeah. Book of Luke. Yes. 19, verse 21. Listen good. Going to the book of Luke. Listen good. Chapter 19. We'll read verse 21. Listen to this. Book of Luke chapter 19, 21. Read. What? For I fear you. I fear you. Because you are an austere man. An austere man. And you can put what word there? You are an hard man. Where do you get that word from? What would you do? The book of Matthew. What? Chapter uh, 25, verse 24. And that's how you sit them down. That's how you sit down the game sales right there. You can go opposite of whatever word there. You can with in the 25, 24, and put it, use an austere man. It's, I don't see no austere man there. I see it. 
Verse 19. I'm going to read verse 18 with the wicked. Verse 18. Then what I said to the wicked, you should surely die. And you give yourself not warning, nor speaking to warn the wicked from his wicked way. Mm-hmm. Save his life. Mm-hmm. That same wicked man shall die in his sin. Mm-hmm. But his blood will I require at your hand. Yes. Verse 19. Mm-hmm. Yet if you warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he should die in his sin, mm-hmm. but you have to deliver your soul. Mm-hmm. Verse 20. Again, when a righteous man do turn from his righteousness and commit sin and lay a stumbling block before him. Now, take your time. Take your time to read the Bible. Read it for yourself. Okay. And commit iniquity. And I lay a stumbling block before him. And, and, and who will lay a stumbling block before you? Well, that, that means y'all are late something for you, and, and when he when he ready for you, what if you love the most? That's that's when you're saying that's the one. What if you love the most? That's the one will be your stumbling block. Well, on one that you love the most. That's where your stumbling block. Your stumbling block ain't gonna come from the drugs, because you don't mess around with that. So he ain't gonna be a stumbling block for you. He ain't either. That's right. Yeah. So you lay the closest thing to you to be a what to you? Stumbling block. Stumbling block. Is that what we're reading? Before him. And he should die because you have not given him one. Yeah, 
bad with history. I'm my several to get ready to read. 95, 7 11, what do you say? Okay. Psalm 95, verse 7. For he is our Yahweh, yes. and we are the people of his pastor. Oh, yeah? And the sheep of his hand. Mm-hmm. Today. When? Today. Okay. If you will hear his voice. Okay. Verse 8. Harden not your mind as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation and the wilderness. What, what, what's the name of the day if you hear his voice? Today, if you hear his voice, what's that supposed to mean? Hey, Malik, Malik, what's that supposed to mean about today, if you hear his voice? So that's 13, 27. What does it mean by today, if you hear his voice? What's that supposed to mean, Moses? And Acts 13, verse number 27. What's that supposed to mean? Today, if you hear his voice. Acts chapter 13, verse 27. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 13, verse 27, verse 27. For, 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 he, for they that dwell at Yadah Judah and the, and the rulers, because they knew him not. They, they what, mother? Knew him not. Yeah. Neither, neither yield the, neither heard. Come on, come on. All right, where you at? Because they knew him? Not, neither. Nor? Nor. Yet? Yet, oh, yeah. Not yet the voice of the seal, which are read, Every Sabbath day, they have. Sorry, that when, when did you hear the, the voice of the seal? Every Sabbath day. Okay, come on back here, Mom. To the brother here. Which verse? Come on back to that 95th. Okay. Come on back to this verse again. Um, chapter 95. It's today. Okay. Today, verse 7, today, if you will hear his voice, okay, verse 8, harden not your mind as in the application. But what, what, what do you mean by today, if you hear his voice? How do you hear his voice today? Um, you just got to read it. Just got to read it. And 13. How do you hear Yahweh's voice today? You just got to read the precept in 1327. Okay. So how do you read it? How do you hear Yahweh's voice today? Today. Today is you will hear his voice. Harden not your head. Your mind, right? Mm-hmm. How do you hear Yahweh's voice today? Your precept, your Bible. The 1327. Okay. 
Chapter 4, 
be
and Ezra. Watch the mother deliver the knockout blow. Let's read a little bit to get our point. Take it on down. Take it on down to tell us something that we need to hear. Second Ezra chapter eight verse fifty two. Mm-hmm. For unto you is paradise open. Unto you, Ezra, the seer, paradise is open. The tree of life is planted. The tree of life has already been planted. The time to come is uh, prepared. prepared. Is the time to come to prepare prisoners? You got 300 angels. It's dumping things off as we speak there. But we got to put that verse out in the book of Enoch. The 300 angels. Sit down. Keep reading. Okay. It's made ready. It, it, so he said, he said, he said, everything is made ready. The 
root of evil is sealed up. He said the root of evil has been sent. It's going to come a time that he's going to seal the deal on evil. Evil's running rapidly right now, but he's going to seal the deal of evil. He's going to put it in a body bag and zip it up. Evil. Go ahead. From you. From you. Wickedness and the mouth is sealed. And he, he said, not only I'm going to hide the wickedness from you. I'm going to put all that in a body bag. I'm going to put all that in a body bag. You know how a body bag is. What's happening over there? Well, that old soul is stressed out. Oh, so you need the body bag. And that body bag, they put you in there and zip you up, don't they? Huh? So he said, all this stuff in here, I'm going to put in a body bag. And zip it up. Tell Ezra. For Ezra, they was off into the captivity of the knees of the Persian. They was in bad shape. Yeah. 
child dead. And they said, he is dead. Verse 20. Then David arose from the earth and walked and anointed himself and came to the temple and came into the house and came into the temple of Yahweh and worship. Then he came to his own house. Hold on, hold on.
you and ask you, uh, are you, are you, are you going to do this? You want to play 300? You want 500? You want the VIP? Well, on my parents, I want it, I want it all. Okay, well, you got it all. You got the VIP then. Uh, see that truck from out there? A whole lot of women in there. They can be run up in here in a minute. And you get run straight to that cast and they'll get everybody worked up. They ain't gonna play hard. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna jump and shock. And then I'm gonna say, oops. But they just told me they made it. Well, in heaven. <laughs> oh, my parents are made. And then the Catholic Church is called with purgatory. Now we got a fundraiser here too. Wait, wait, where your parents at? Well, it's stuck between hell and earth. In the middle. Hit that pocket real good. Hit my, hit, hit, hit my, come on. Uh, we, we spent a lot of money. Hit it real good, and we can get your loved ones from being in between heaven and hell. We can get them up into heaven. What they do? Purgatory. Well, purgatory, what is the biblical word for purgatory that we can read? Now, let's see. Let's see who we've been listening. Who is, what is the biblical word for pregnant purgatory that we can read? What is the biblical word for that we can read? Now, let's see. Let's see who we've been listening to. That we can read. That we can read. What is the biblical word for purgatory that we can read? I'm going to Acts chapter 8. I'm going to Acts chapter 8. We're going to look for the biblical word for purgatory. Purgatory today. We're going to uh, Acts chapter 8. Um, so, Micaiah, you think of the verse number, number 7. 7 down to 11. We're going to get the biblical word, and then once we, once we hear it, we, we hear it read, and then I want somebody to give me the biblical word for the word called purgatory, or this other word is in the 18th chapter. Um, another word for it. It got a new word called um, that you can read. It's in the 18th chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. It's called Nacomancer. That's the new word for it now. I was going to know what word Nacomancer and Purgatory what is the word that we're going to read? What it means today? But it meant the same thing in the past, too. Acts chapter 8, 7 down to verse number 11. Let's see, let's see if we can pick out the number one word. <laughs> the book of Acts chapter 8, verse 7 down to verse 11. Verse 7 reads, For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with with, pal- with palsy, and that were lame, were here. Verse 8. And there was great joy in the city. Verse 9. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery, and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one. Verse 10. To 
On the period of who? What's the priest after that? He said, if you keep this until the period of our Yahweh's son. Now, what's that supposed to mean? What's that supposed to mean when the priest left? Huh? What's that supposed to mean when you priest left that? He said, you hold my law, my word down to the coming of Yahweh's son. Right? Why? Why do you say that? One second Timothy four one. Let's find why he said that, mother. Mother. Why he said that in second Timothy four one. Why do you say that, mother? Four verse one. He said, now you hold my what I got written in this Bible, you hold on it to he come, right? Mm-hmm. Now we want a precept to know why should we hold it till he come. Second Timothy four one. Tell us something. Seven Timothy chapter four, verse one. Uh-huh. I charge thee, therefore, before Yahweh and Yahweh the Son, who shall judge the quick and the dead mm-hmm. as he has appeared and his kingdom. So when is Yahweh gonna judge the living? And the one that's dead, when he gonna take care of his business? And it's a king. That's when he gonna take care of his business. He said, I want y'all to keep the law. And so if if anybody's already been dead and went up, they have already been judged. That nigga already got the judgment already. If they if you don't want if they if somebody can wake them back up, he said, I'm gonna take care of all this wind. It is a period. So everybody that's dead, I'm going to take care of them when. That is capable. If you're living, I'm going to change it in there. If you're dead, I'm going to get you up. So don't look for the dead to do nothing until when. You see that? So don't look for the dead to do nothing until he gets back. And Dolly told Paul to tell him. Yeah. Read it again, Mo. Second Timothy chapter four, verse one. Mm-hmm. I charge thee, therefore, yeah. before Yahweh and Yahweh, Yahweh's son. He talked to Timothy and Titus. He said, "I'm charging you. When you get out of here, don't be bumming around this day. Because you will run across the people that already." Doing the book of the dead and everything else. They number grade all them they number grade uh writings on when a person dead. That's all the book of the dead is. Old paperwork written on on, on that coffin that that uh, that that Father Esau put together and made a book out of it. Called the Book of the Dead. He put that book together. He gave the year eighteen forty two. He put the book together. He took all types of years. All the writings on the coffins and just compiled it all together and he come up with the book of the dead. He didn't want to come up with the book of the dead. He wasn't nothing but a, a pirate goes every direction written on the coffin, written on the wall. So this man right here, he even to him a great fundraiser too. In eighteen forty two. So I'll put this thing into a book. They call it the book of the dead. 
Now you now you dumping hook line and stick on the book of the day. Did you do? Go ahead, read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it quickly. And the dead and his appearance and his kingdom. So so we ain't gonna take care of the one that's living. We ain't gonna change them. And we we ain't gonna raise them dead. So, Mr. Preacher, you, you you didn't raise them no. You ain't raised them up dead to got no thought from nobody in the chat, Mr. Preacher. See, you didn't do that. See, you didn't, that didn't happen, Mr. Preacher. Not according to the Bible. That's why he said, keep this, keep the keep the word, keep Yahweh's word. Come on, get some more Yahweh's word. What is saying about his commandments? Uh, in 614, if we will be loved. Okay. 1 Timothy chapter 6, 14, verse 14. Without keep his commandments, without spot, unrebukable. Um, that's right, His word is going to stand. It's unrebukable. You can't correct what's written in this Bible. Okay, I was. You got to understand. You can't correct what I got written. Then my father gave it to me. Go ahead. Until the appearing of our Yahweh's son. Until the appearing of our Yahweh's son. He's saying, which in his time. Which in his time. He shall show. What? Who is the blessed. Blessed. And only potentate. Potentate. The only one that can bring you back to life. That potentate me. I'm the only one. That's gonna bring you back to life. I'm in potentate. He's gonna show you in my time. I'm the only potentate. That means I'm the only one that's gonna bring you back to life. I'm the only one gonna do it. Your preacher can't do this. Let's get a case in point on that. My brother Makaya. Let's go to St. John chapter 11. See, everything got case in the point. The Spirit will tell you, okay, what about a case in point there? Let's go get a case in point. St. John 11, verse 40 to 44. Always get a case in point when you're teaching. Not how many instructions you do on the table. Get a case in point. Get a precept. He said, I'm the only one can do it. I'm the only one can do it. Can't no preacher do none of this stuff. I'm the only one can do it. 11, 42, 44, bracket. The book of St. John, chapter 11, verse 40 down. <clears throat> verse 40 down and verse 44. Listen good. Verse 40 reads. Listen good. That's why the son said to her, what? Said, I acknowledge to you that if you would believe, all you got to do believe, you should see the greatness uh-huh. of Yahweh. Yeah. 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Well, who, who, was that? Who, who was that? Where the dead was laid. Where the dead was laid. And Yahweh the son lifts up his eyes. You all right on that mother Eve? You, you keep it up, mother Eve? I see you on that throttle over there now. I see you out the back of my head now. <laughs> St. John chapter 11. You read verse 41. 41 reads. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Yahweh the son lifted up his eyes and said, Father, 
that you have heard me. Mm-hmm. 42. Yeah. And I know that you hear me always, but because of the people, because of the people, we stand by us. Yeah. 
everybody up on it, right? The one that made everybody, that Adam daddy. So if it's anybody about it, it should be him having it, right? You get the best of everything, right? Let's see what happens in the 19th chapter. We're going to see what happens about him. We're going to see what happens about him. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You got it? Go ahead. Book of Matthew, I mean, book of St. John, chapter 19. We're going to pick it up at verse 38, bring it all the way out. Okay, go ahead. Bring it all the way out. Verse 38, read. Book of uh, Matthew, chapter 19, verse 38. 38, read. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Yahweh. Arimathea. 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 Okay, 38. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Yahweh the Son, but secretly for fear of Yahweh besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Yahweh the Son. And Pilate gave, gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Yahweh the Son. Verse 39. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Yahweh's son by night and bought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pound weight. Verse 40. Then took they the body of Yahweh's son and wound it in linen cloth. Wound it in linen cloth with the spices and the manner of the Yahweh Judah is to bury. <laughs> The matter of Yahshua Judah is too big. So, so he tells us that. So he tells you the matter of an Israelite to be buried. Mm-hmm. The matter of an Israelite uh, to be buried. Well, how they going to be buried again? In linen cloth. They're going to be what? Wrapped up. They're going to be wrapped up. Wound it in linen cloth mm-hmm. with the spices. And so, he said that that's the, the matter who? The man of Yahshua Judah is too big. That's how the matter of Yahweh Judah to be buried. So remember, he's calculating your salvation. So he led the way even in that. He was showing you how that goes. The matter of uh, Israelite to be buried. Go ahead and read. Verse 41. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, a new sepulchre, wherein was never man yet laid. Verse 42. There lay the Yahweh the Son, therefore because of the Yahshua Judah's preparation day, for the sepulchre was now at hand. Now, I want to... We got him in there now. Right. Mm-hmm. Now let's get him up. <laughs> now let's get him up. We got him in there now. <laughs> so now let's get him up. Let's go to St. John and get him up now. All right. Now we're going to St. John and get him up. We got him in there now. Mm-hmm. So we got him in there wrapped. Mm-hmm. We got him in the ground. I mean, in the tomb, ground. We got him nice and wrapped, right? Mm-hmm. We got him wrapped. Now we go on. Get him. Now we're going to St. John, chapter 40. We're going to St. John, chapter 20. When, when, yeah. when Mary came and supposed, before that, mm-hmm. so above that, mm-hmm. 
John chapter uh, Saint John twenty. Verse, pick it up at verse four and five. Yeah, pick it up, pick it up at the early part when she came. Pick it up at verse one. Just pick it up at okay. verse one. That's final. Let's get one out the way first. All right. Now listen to this. Verse one. All right. We're going to the book of Saint John, chapter twenty. We're going to pick it up at verse one. Right. Verse one reads: The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark. Yet dark. Unto the sepulchre. Yeah. And she is the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Right. Two. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter. Mm-hmm. And to the other disciples, whom Yahweh the Son loved. Right. And says unto them. What? They have taken away the Yahweh out of the sepulchre. Yeah. And we know not where they have laid him. And they don't know where they laid him in. Verse 3. Peter therefore went forth. And that other disciple, and came to the sepulchre. Yep. Verse 4. So they ran both together, and the other disciples did outrun Peter. So Peter was big early man, and John, Bruce Swift want to be, I mean, John, John Swift. Mm-hmm. Peter was big early man, trying to keep up on <laughs> And came first to the sepulchre. Mm-hmm. Verse 5. And he stooped down. And looking in, he stooped down and looked in. Saw the linen clothes. You saw the linen clothes that he was found wrapped in, right? Mm-hmm. it now. Lying. Lying. Yet went he not in. He peeped and seen it. Verse 6. Then coming, Simon Peter following him. Peter finally got there. And went into the sepulchre. And went into the, and went into the sepulchre. And see the linen cloth lie. See the linen cloth lie that he was wrapped up with. Verse 7. Listen up. And the napkin. And the napkin. That was about his head. That was about his head. Not lying with the linen cloth. So what did he have on his head? A napkin. So you didn't see him neither. He had a napkin, and that is a Israelite burial. A napkin was covered in face. Mm-hmm. He had, and he had on, and he had it already wrapped up, and he had a napkin covered his face. And you notice, this is the captain of your salvation. He begged for the body, and they put the body together, all that stuff. They, they checking the well. They take you a preacher for him to tell you how much you need. Where they go? To the grave. They went straight to the grave. You didn't, you didn't stop by and ask the preacher mm-hmm. how we want to send him off. And this is the greatest man that made every man right. He laid him down. We all go so guess what happened to the greatest man that we know of mm-hmm. that created our father out? When he begged for the body, Tyler gave him the body. Mm-hmm. What did he do with the body when he got it? Mm-hmm. Wrapped him up. Wrapped him up. Put some spices in that Put body. Spices in there. Put that magnet in there. Put, uh, from that one there, and put him in that tomb. And let's see what else he did now. Let's see what else he did now. And and um, Ecclesiastes chapter nine, seven through ten. What else? What else they do? Young man, what else they do? Please, now what else? What, what else you supposed to do now? Once you have done that, what did you do next? Now we're going to see what you do next. Chapter seven, verse nine through ten. Yeah, right, right. So you know that that was the greatest man ever lived. But now he's not going to give you instruction about what you do next. What do you do next? <laughs> I'm going to the book, please. I'll tell you anything to do 
Also, their love and their hate. Oh, it's forgotten. It's forgotten. His love for you is forgotten. Oh, they got it. Go ahead. He said, and their hatred. Then if, if they was an evil person, that, he'll forgot that too. Mm-hmm. And their envy. And their envy. It's now perished. It's now perished. Neither have they any more a portion. And they got no more portion. Forever. Forever. And anything that is done under the sun. Up under the sun. Now, he pulled that from his father. At one point, it says verse 4. First one, get it read. 146, verse 4. It's going to be that way to 22. A revelation had that way on me. We'll get it. 22, verse 1. It's going to be that way. 144, verse 4. Says what? Uh, 146, verse 4. 146, 4. Psalms 146, verse 4. Listen. His breath goeth forth. His breath went forward. He returned to his earth. And he returned to the earth. At that day. And, and now read it good. Okay. His breath goeth forth. Yes. He returned to his earth. He returned to his earth. Yes. And that very day. In that very day. His thoughts perish. His brain is gone. In that very day. 146 verse 4. Uh, In that very day, what happened? His thoughts perished. Read it again from the top. 146 verse 4. Psalms 146 verse 4 read. What? His breath going forth. Where did his breath go to? Where did his breath go to? 12 verse 7. First one, get it. Equate that. Where his breath went to? Where his breath went? The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Verse 7. Verse 7 reads, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. The dust, the body returned back to earth. And the spirit shall return unto Yahweh. That breath was breath. Yahweh. So he got that breath in his hand. Who gave it? Who gave it? So he got the breath in his hand. So what happens? If he got the breath in his hand, what happens to you with 146.4? So it's 146. Verse 4. His breath going forth. His breath going forth. He returned to his earth. He turned to the earth. And that very day, and that very day, his thoughts perished. His thoughts perished. Because all of his thoughts is in his hand now. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, I got it. Can I get three, seven, real quick on that? The book of Genesis, chapter 7, I mean, chapter 2, verse 7. So we can clarify for the national about this breath. The interchangeable word in Genesis, chapter 2, verse 7, read. And Yahweh, Yahweh formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The breath of life. And man became a living soul. And we take it, when he takes that breath from you, you're a dead soul. Go back up in that um, Hebrew book. Uh, what we're reading, I mean, we're reading in 15 and 16, what was first 10, what was that? 6, 15 and 16, then over to the young line. 15 and 16, over to the young line. First Timothy chapter 6. They got, a, they, got, they, they got a hammer to it now. First Timothy chapter 6. Verse 15 and 16. 16. Yes. Verse 15. What? Which in this time he shall show unto, I mean, shall show who is the blessed and only holy faith. He's the only one that will bring you back to life, mm-hmm. not your preacher. The king, the king 
king of kings. He's the king of kings. And Yahweh of Yahweh. He's the Yahweh of Yahweh. Who only has immortality. He's the only one got immortality. He's the only one can bring you back to life. Dwelling in the light. And what he live at? Dwelling in the light, which no man can approach. And, and no man can approach. I told you, ain't no man put up there waist there, even the Bible and angels. Can't no man approach that. Mm-hmm. Unto whom no man has seen. And no man ain't seen. Oh, I see heaven. You are alive for the pits of hell.
Thou hast not shown me. That's good. That's it. So that's it. So he's letting Ezra see the kingdom. Ezra know about it, and all the few men know about it, and we can read about it. He showed you Ezra, and all and the few men that he showed, like Moses and all that. Moses can tell you the whole thing too. But now we can read exactly what it's going to be about. We got it in writing exactly what it's going to be, where you're going to be at, how long you'll be, what's going on. We can tell you that by understanding what's written in Psalms uh, 119, verse 99 and 100. What's that, Brother Titus? Psalms 119. 99 and 100. 199 and 100. Listen to this. This is what we can do for you. I'm going to Psalms 119, verse 99 and 100. What does it say? Psalms chapter 99 and 100. 99 and 100. Listen to this. I have more understanding. I have more understanding than all my teachings. Than all my teachings. For your covenant are my meditation. So the covenant is the meditation. Yes. 100. I understand more than the ancients. I understand more than the ancients. Because I kept your preacher. See, the reason why I understand more than ancient because they were surprised me. So now I can read it. So now I can read what happened when they asked the question. They got down. So now they didn't know everything was the same as them. I can read now. Oh, this is what happened. Oh, that's what happened. So they were told about it, and they wrote it in the book, and all we do is read the book. That's all you understand more than they understood. We understand all what happened after death. We understand all, the, all parts of it because it's written in the Bible. Every time he know it's written in the Bible on what we're supposed to do and understand what this man we're dealing with is an austere man, he's a hard man. He's a man's beginning and end. He's a captain. He said, this is the way to get to where you got to get to. Now, if you don't take it, it's on you. Now, now Mother Eco, Mother Eco, Mother give me that Baruch 1, 2, 5. Then, then uh, Mother E. Give me 5 to 10. And most of Israel, give me 5 to 15. And both types take 16 down to verse 25, and, and the after that is on you. Yes. 1 through 5. Baruch chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. Mm-hmm. Baruch chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. And, and they are... And these are the words of the book which Ruth, the son of Nehemiah. Wait, wait. All right, uh, you read verse 1? With Baruch, the son of Nariah. Nariah, the son of Messiah. Messiah, the son of Sadiah. Yes. Uh, Sadiah, the son of Azadiah, Azadiah, the son of Josiah, wrote in Babylon, Babylon, verse two, in the fifteenth year, uh, the fifth, and in the fifth year, and in the seventh day of the month, what? What's that? 